flow, gotta grind for it. Yeah, my only grind, job is to represent. Grind, gotta uh, grind for it, birdie grind, uh, grind low, gotta grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where we at? You are listening to On The Grind Live on Power 107.6, The Truth. Yeah, we're going to get tuned in with the homie Jay Hatch. If y'all don't know who the homie is, you're going to find out who the homie is. You know what I'm saying? You're already going to know what's really good. Why? Because we bring you official people and official people always make sure that they can tune in. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody that's been supporting on a daily basis. We're going to get up with the homie Jay Hatch and see what's really good in his in, in his world, what he got going on. Shout out to everybody supporting. You already know what it is. Let's get down to it. Log on to the official website. Right here on Power1076thetruth.com. Let me hit up. Let me hit up my homie right quick. You know what I'm saying? Make sure we got them all. In here. One second. Yes, sir. Yo, what's good, my G? Well, you live. I'm doing. I'm doing good, my G. I'm doing good. Listen, you live right now. We on power one hundred seven point six. The truth. You know what I mean. So I wanted to make sure I called you while we was online, while we talking, and wanted to make sure we get right to it. How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just setting up for some song camps coming up in New York, uh, Miami, and Atlanta in the next few months. Um, got some great things going on with the film and TV world. So yeah, bless my brother. How we do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If y'all don't know who we talking to, we talking to the homie Jay Hatch right now. You know what I mean? Definitely been doing it for a long time. This man's been an entrepreneur. Well, he's consistently been an entrepreneur in the music industry, but I want to take it back. Like, tell us about that journey, you know, as an entrepreneur in music, in the music industry and how you started in, in, in the business that you in now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I started off, um, about 23 years ago on the entrepreneurial side, but I've been in the music industry for damn near 32 years, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I started off as, a, as an artist. Um, I used to be managed by Slick Rick VJ Vance Wright. Um, I had the front row seat to, you know, all the 90s hip hop and now I'm burning with Pete Rock, CL Smooth, Sadat X, Grand Pool, but these guys are all around me all the time. Right. But I was in the studio, so I, you know, I gained a, a huge respect for the, the art form, the culture. Um, just the whole hip hop, you know, community, um, and how they embraced me back because I was so, you know, hungry and consistent for it. Um, at one point, uh, my manager went through like sort of like a midlife crisis, show up at the studio, and then there's, um, a post it note on the door saying close till further notice. You know, this is back before, this is like maybe pre beeper, even like super long ago. Right. So I run to the phone, the phone booth, and I try calling them. And uh, honestly, I didn't get any closure on my career for almost 10 years. So I ended up giving up on the music side of things to go back to retail because I was always involved in retail. I managed about 18 stores for a clothing company. And then my business partner, you know, Drawzilla, was always telling me, like, your hash, like, you got to get back in. Things have changed. There's, a, there's an avenue for us. Like, let's talk. So I would constantly keep in contact with him and then eventually decided that, you know, I didn't really love my job anymore. My father had passed away. I was making these guys like, you know, $40 million extra a year. I was traveling way too much. I was flying to Vermont and driving to, you know, uh, Yonkers every week uh, to just manage these stores. But the great thing was I learned a lot of, you know, skill set from that experience. And that's what helped me kind of get my set, um, myself set in the game um, and, and go from there. So, it's kind of how I got started, um, but there's I mean, there's a lot more to the story. I'm sure right, we'll talk right, about. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, you, you from you know, man. Listen, I think I've I met you uh, around the time. I wouldn't say necessarily started back in the music business, but you know, from a showcase perspective, you know, what I mean, I had it's the opportunity. Like 2003, right, like right, yeah. right, right. And I was listen, I was 23. My birthday tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's exactly, yeah, right. exactly. You know, what I mean, 20 years. So I, I definitely understand. You, you, yes, all, all over the years, you, you specifically focused on producers, where a lot of. Well, you you did artists too, but over time it, it transitioned into producers. So, like, talk to me on on why you felt like it was important to go that direction 
um, and, and really focus on the producers putting out the music versus the artists, you know, who need these producers to, for the music that yeah. they're releasing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got started off doing uh, a multitude of events um, for artists, you know, facing the crowd, direct to exec, um, get your buzz up. Like, you know, I had my hands in a lot of different things for artists, but I always kind of felt like, you know, a lot of the artists didn't really take things as serious, you know, as, as they should. There was not a lot of platforms. You know, websites started getting popular, you know, with all hip-hop and hip-hop game and all these different, you know, formats and platforms. And I think it was a big learning curve at the time for a lot of um, artists. Right. You know, and the reason why I kind of got started in the, in the showcase game in general was because, you know, at the time, you remember I had an artist named Psycho Cyrus. Right. And, you know, we would go, you know, it was all these different showcases we'd go to and none of them were organized. You never knew when you were going. They said so-and-so was going to be there. They weren't there. Um, you know, lack of communication, sound wasn't good. So I kind of took it to my, you know, my own board and said, look, I used to put on events when I was working for this company. Let me use, utilize that skill set and make all of these, you know, opportunities my strengths. So when people started doing my shows. They were like, wow, this shit's you know, organized. Like, I know when I'm going. Like, he said so and so's going to be here. He's here. The prize packages were always fire. You know, my talent was always vetted. You know what I'm saying? So we had really great showcases. And at one point, um, there was an artist in my show whose manager approached me, who was super, you know, uh, professional, really kind of, you know, every night he'd give me like a contract after they performed asking like how much the bar made, you know, wanted content. Like he was just a really professional dude. So he reached out to me and he was like, yo, what do you think about doing something for music producers? At the time, we really didn't have much. We had like dynamic producer. There was like the New Yorkans. There was some like um, Beat Society, which is mostly like, you know, entertainment versions of producer events. So I was like, listen, if we're going to do something, it's got to be super um, educational. It's got to be more about education than, than, than entertainment. It's got to be really about, you know, getting these creatives to the point where they know how to walk in a room, how much music to play, how to communicate with, you know, A&R's managers, artists themselves, how to prepare their music, sonics. You know, education about, you know, copyrights and all these different things that a lot of people didn't take into account. They just wanted to make music. So, you know, we started a company called iStandard and, you know, we lasted for about 17 years and we saw a lot of success. You know, we had people like Cardiac and Black Metaphor and S1 and M Phases and Buddha and Grands and even people like Cardo, you know, all come up through our platform and even, you know, through some of the things we did, um, ancillary, such as like, you know, helping out with double X. XXL freshman ciphers and South by Southwest and A3C and the ASCAP, you know, I create expo. Like we, we really had a great grip on and a pulse on what music producers wanted to do. And then, you know, 2020, we decided to dissolve. We had some different, you know, creative differences, but we also felt like the game was changing in terms of like producers wanting to be on stage versus wanting to be in the studio with the artists. And uh, that's where creative space events comes into play. Yeah, and I noticed that like you transitioned in, into the different, uh, you know, different avenues within it, but that always made sure that you 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 had the 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 origin behind you, right? Or yeah. the, the right word, I, I guess you always had the basics. Like it's still produces, but now we're presenting it in a different way. So I want to transition to that. So you have the you 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 have the creative. Uh, you know, creative space, right? Is am I, am I saying that correct? Right. right. So you have the creative yep. space, and now you transition from, you know, venues to studios, right? And and right. to talk about like the 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 process there, because I noticed you do different platforms. You have your 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 uh you you have your 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 mogul meetings there. I've seen. I know you do your mogul meetings. You do yep. you know the producer and you got you got some other stuff. I want to talk about R and B playlists. I want to talk about yep. you know what I mean the the music the you know music by us. You know what I'm saying so. Um, but like yeah. talk to me about the creative space. Like what's what made you say hey, let's transition to to a studio? Well, we really wanted to kind of get these you know producers and songwriters in their element. You know, we started identifying how important songwriters were. Back in 2015, we started a program called iWrite, um, where, you know, produce, uh, writers would come in and play their music and feedback, also win prizes. But, you know, sometimes when you're not necessarily maybe the writer, the artist, like, you know, being in a studio kind of gives you, like, you know, that in your element kind of feel, you know what I'm saying? So we want to make it very comfortable for everybody. And these, these song camps became something where we started out just doing, like, a one day, hey, come in, play some music, pair people up, you know, create hooks all day. 
they were like, listen, this is, people need more time to build, they need more time to network just to get familiar with each other before they actually create. So we started doing two days. And then eventually we were like, well, listen, we want to add some more education. We want to do the showcasing. Because I was almost like competing with myself, like booking my showcases and also, you know, booking the song camp. So why don't we just combine it all, call it a three-day mega song camp. First day's education, it's all panels. We do something called the Flowers Award. We give our flowers, you know, to people in the game. We just um, did an amazing one in LA. Mike and Keys, Steve LaBelle, Money Making Mad, who manages Cardiac and Denon Porter, um, as well as Ashley Calhoun, is like one of the biggest publishers in the game. And Paul, she signed Brett Fiat, a bunch of different people have kind of changed the face of music over the last 10 years. So, you know, we started doing them, you know, in New York, and then we branched out to Atlanta and LA and Miami, where I've always done events, so I had great relationships in those, in those cities with different, you know, creatives as well as the established creatives. Um, and, you know, in the process of all that, I had started a business called Made By Us Music, which was a partnership with, I don't know if you remember, Rhythm J, who was the VP of iStandard at one yeah, point, and yeah. he was DJ, who was our head of A&R at one point. So we decided to come together. Rhythm J has got over like 800 placements on his own in sync and, and TV. So it was only right, you know, to have him kind of navigate the situation. And then we literally started signing creatives that we felt were, you know, that could be, you know, um, they could have, you know, great success in that space. So, you know, whether they were at camps or at events or at standard events or producers that we currently work with or we were in the studio with or collaborated with, so we signed over 105 creatives to this day. Actually, we're at actually 125 right now. So we have about a 2,000 song catalog. So really, these camps are almost like an incubation system for, um, you know, the, the, the Made By Us situation. I mean, obviously, not everybody can go, not everybody gets signed. But it's just a great place to see them work, what their ethic is, how they work with other people. And I usually sign a few, you know, per camp or over a certain amount of time if they, you know, build their catalog up properly. And, uh, you know, the Creative Space events, you know, it's really about finding opportunities for people more directly than having to do all the red tape. Um, recently, I actually picked up another brand under my umbrella called the Gauntlet Beat Battle. So those guys now operate under Creative Space. We help them with promotion pricing, um, graphics, content, etc. judges, and those guys got a great platform. And then I also started a platform for R&B, uh, you know, music, because there's not really a voice for those who have a voice, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so R&B playlist, no vowels. It's really a monthly creator cipher in a city. We curate all the talent. We vet everybody. It's amazing R&B artists, producers, celebrities, etc. And then we also have a platform for R&B called R&B Playlist. Again, no vowels, where we highlight, you know, up and coming creatives in the R&B space, as well as, you know, some of the more popular music that R&B has to offer. So, you know, it's really about just trying to create these 360 opportunities so people get in the system and they can't, they, they don't want to leave. You know, I've got people that come to like every single camp, no matter where they live. Like I had this group from San Diego called Sound Lounge. They've, they've had at least five to six representatives from their team come to every camp this year. So, you know, next year we're branching off into Chicago, Toronto, Nashville, as well as the UK. Yeah. Um, and I also had just had a conversation today with this Paris music conference that's happening this year in November about doing something with them next year and putting it into our calendar and maybe doing a song camp or some content at the event. On top of all that, we also have a program called Creator Convos, which is about you know, more on the, the, the Q&A interactive site, we do it at school. So we do Sound Collective, which is in Manhattan. We do SAE. We, we have something coming up in November at Hofstra. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's very well managed. I have a great team. And we're really just about kind of figuring out how to cut through a lot of the red tape and create real opportunities for people that deserve them because of their consistency, talent, and overall experience. And, you know, that's something that I've been – like you know, with with the on the grind lives and fi- and, and the power one hundred and seven, the stuff that I, I'm finally I finally boggled down or drove down exactly how I want the stuff that I'm dealing with to to stri- yeah. you know to focus in. So if you want to send, I'm just putting this out there. If you want to send people out, you know, my, my way to do interviews, oh, you know, what I'm saying especially the R and B because I've been looking for something like that. Like, yo, you know, I, I, you know, I interview hip hop artists all the time. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. there's, there's other music out there and I grew up on more than that. You know what I mean? So you can, send, yeah. you can definitely send them my way and we will get them on this station. But I want one thing you touched on was having a great team. And I know that a lot of people struggle 
and making sure that they have the right team to help them yeah. excel their brand. Like, well, how do you how do you determine who the right people are for the brands that you just mentioned that you're a part of? Yeah, for me, it's always about value. Um, you know, what can they bring to the table? Like, I've been thinking about this R&B thing for like literally seven years. And I was just like, you know, I, I could have done it myself. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I met somebody at a Coast to Coast event um, in Miami last year. You know, we came back to New York. She ended up coming to my birthday party that same night. Um, you know, she would come to all the events. She would inquire about how she could help. And then we had a meeting one day. And then she approached me and said, listen, I have this idea about doing this R&B thing. You know, what can we do? And then I also brought in my partner who I managed, um, Elijah Day with my, my R&B pop artist. Yeah. Um, you know, and we kind of all had this because he's got great ties to the R&B space. He manages an artist named uh, Allie Caldwell, who's on The Voice. The four, she's been seeing a background for Christina Aguilera and Alicia Keys and does all the Essence festivals and stuff. So he's in that space as well. So, you know, we've been able to, you know, create this culture of like who's next without really having to say who's next. And all of our events so far, we've done three and they've all just been amazingly curated. Talent is crazy. People are talking about it. We're getting flooded with emails about having new, you know, new um, audio and video on the website. So we show love to everybody as long as the talent and the sonic level is where it needs to be. But right. a team, you know, has to really see the vision. Um, and I think I've been able to build teams over the years because of my retail background. I used to manage like 60 managers, you know, $400 million worth of inventory, traveling all the time. So I had to be able to like walk into a space, identify the issues, communicate the issues, put a game plan together. And then come back and hope that that game plan, you know, worked out for that person. So, you know, I try to be the supervisor of everything that I do, regardless if I have a team or not, because I don't let anything slip through the cracks. But I have valuable people around me like um, Ratisha, Farnby, Playlist, Omar O, um, you know, Sis, you know, who's right. working with me at He's my business partner at Creative Space now. You know, and there's other things that I'm, you know, looking forward to do, even like not in the music space, like maybe in the food space or you know, cannabis space or something where, you know, maybe there's other opportunities to kind of tie in and, and, and bring, you know, other other uh, creative endeavors, you know, where people can kind of latch on to. And that's also part of it, too. Like, people have always seen my vision because it's so clear that when they, you know, they realize, like, hey, like, this guy deals with producers. We're trying to get placements. We're trying to do all these different things. So now it's like if I latch on to him and help him, maybe I can get to my dream a little bit faster by doing so. That's why I've always been able to have amazing interns. A lot of my interns have turned into like VPs of major brands, like uh, you know Rock Nation VIP concierge was my last um, intern. Uh, kid named Diz, he worked with me for about a year, and literally through relationships and building and just learning, he ended up landing the situation at Rock Nation, and he's been the VIP concierge manager for the last like, three years. Um, so, you know, I look for people that are, are willing to do whatever it takes. You know, they have a strong backbone they have a great skill set but they're also willing to learn and listen um and i think that's where you know it all kind of falls into place i definitely hear you on that man and and i know having those relationships you know play big in a lot of things that you do and then fostering those relationships right just making sure that those relationships are you know are genuine you know what i mean because sometimes yeah. you got to weed out the people that that are not you know what i mean genuine and things especially the, these times um let me ask you this like what what kind of strategies do you use to determine where what locations uh, you want to expand your brands to? You talked you talked about Europe. I seen you in Vegas. You you expanding to Chicago. Yeah. Like there's got to be a thought process or at least a you know some form of process to say yeah this this is definitely a market we can do this in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has a lot to do with a lot of different um, checkpoints. So first, it's really about industry presence. Um, you know, do they have an industry in that city? Are there people I can rely on to come out and judge and speak and, and, and coach? Um, obviously, you know, there's cost involved. So cost analysis, making sure that the venues are affordable. I won't have to charge the artist that much more. Or, you know, I kind of keep a simple template of how I do things. So it's really just about moving things around, right? Like, so it's like, okay, this is a template, but let's move the location. Let's move the people. Let's move the times. Let's. But it's still very familiar to people. So that's why they keep coming back because repetition creates, you know, this this form of like understanding and, and anticipation. So those things, um, you know, it's also too, like a lot of people come from, you know, these cities to come to my events. So 
feel like, hey, I got a group of like 20, 30 people that would love to do this event, you know, in my city. You know, and I, you know, Chicago's always been a, a great, you know, mainstay for music. Toronto, obviously, in the last decade. Nashville is huge, you know, in terms of country and pop um, and hip hop, even hip hop country as well. Uh, you know, Nashville's not too far from Atlanta. You know, um, you know, Toronto's not too far from New York. So sometimes it's like, okay, if somebody can get on a plane, you know, or, 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 or they're willing to go and have a new experience. Those things are also in play. And I also look to see if I have some sort of rep in that city. And I do in all the cities that I, that I have, especially in the UK, because I've already done three or four events out there over the course of the last five or six years. Right. Um, where I had a, a part, not necessarily a partner, but they used to do my events in New York and wanted to do something in the UK. So I helped them build the brand. Um, and now we're actually doing our camp together um, in May. So, you know, it's a little bit of all those things, but. A lot of it has to do with, like, you know, people are always saying, oh, well, come to Oklahoma or come to, you know, like Ohio or, you know, Cleveland right. or Cincinnati or Columbus. And even though I've done events in Columbus in the past, I don't really have a big, you know, pool of people to pick from from those cities. Like, you know, I can call up, you know, high tech and have them come down from Cincinnati. It's like a three hour ride. But, you know, I'd rather people be in their city, speak, speak about their city, their experience. Also, we do a lot of events that are city centric. So, you know, like Nashville is great, like nightlife scene and bars and open mics. And that would be a great experience for these creatives to come to. We did Vegas. We did an outdoor phone party. You know, Miami, we're doing a yacht party. Like, I like to do things within that city so people, like, you know, have an experience. A lot of these creatives haven't traveled. They're making music in their bedroom for the last three years of COVID. You know, and now they're finally getting out the last, you know, 12 months or so. And it's like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I find my next stepping stone. And I, and I hope that we provide a lot of that, you know, a lot of those answers. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I just, I, I like, first of all, I want to say that, you know, I'm proud of you, my G. I don't know how many people tell you that, but I've been on this thing where anybody that I talk to, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when they doing, you know, great stuff. I'm proud of you. Keep, keep grinding, keep doing that. You, yo, I, when I see you post, it's motivation. A lot of people out there might hate about different things going on in life. Right. It's, it's, it's motivation. I seen the po the flyer with all the 2024 dates. And there's a lot of people out here trying, trying, still trying to figure out when november and december look like so you real you know you real focus on the future and you know you you're driving and you know exactly where you going and i know you got other plans to take it to another level um you know as we move into 24 and 25 and i want to get a little personal with you because if, if you if you sure. go with that um of course you are not only, you know, part of the, uh, you know, part of this music industry, but on a personal level, you also battling cancer and you've been doing it. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know how many years, but when I found out about it, you know, I, I try to make sure that I'm aware and, and make sure you go. Like, how you've been able to navigate it? Like my mother-in-law, she's, you know, she has breast cancer metastasized to her bones and, and I have family members that went through it and, and some, some, are here and you know think think the lord and, and some unfortunately passed on but like how do you yeah. you know how do you you know uh still push yourself and and, and you know and, and still have to deal with the trials and tribulations of what you're going through right now yeah you know it's it's crazy because they always say like when you know when you make a plan god laughs you know like over the years i've always been focused on other people you know finding a way to, to make things happen. And, and I took a lot of time to, you know, really have me focus on myself. And then when this all happened about two years ago, I was diagnosed September um, 13th, 2021. Um, you know, it was a brick, it was like running into a brick wall. You know, you start to realize like, man, this life is not promised tomorrow. So, you know, I was really bad at first. I, I lost like a hundred pounds and like literally four months of my body was weak. You know, I was literally on my deathbed, but I'd never, ever, ever thought I wasn't going to pull through somehow. You know, I always had this, like, you know me, like, I have this mentality, bro, like, like I can't let anything stop me, no matter right. what it is. I'm a savage at everything I do. So, really, like, having, you know, my mom, my sister, you know, being super supportive and literally, like, taking care of me from food to washing me to make sure I was taking my medication to going to all my treatments. And then, you know, I, I kind of hit a, a rough patch. I got even worse. And then, you know, my, my, my doctors are so amazing. My whole support team at, at, uh, at, uh, Mount Sinai, they, uh, they switched up my, my, my treatment after two months because I had collapsed. I had lost all this weight. I wasn't eating. I had no energy. My bones looked like I was, you know, a skeleton. 
And then, you know, they, they switched it up. And, and from that point on, I started getting my appetite back. You know, I started eating. I started feeling like myself a little bit more after like four or five months. And then, you know, I decided, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home now. You know, I'm going to leave my mom, go home. And, uh, you know, when I did that, I started to realize, like, you know, I got to take care of myself now again. I got to figure out a way. I, and I dropped everything. Child. Like, when I found out, I dropped everything. I dropped my artists. I dropped my shows. I dropped managing the studio. I dropped the sync stuff. I dropped everything. I was just like, it's got to be about me right now. You know what I'm saying? So I did all that. And, uh, you know, over the, over the last two years, you know, there's been some challenges, obviously, you know, get fatigue from chemo, you know, the side effects I don't really tell people about, you know what I'm saying? Like things I got to deal with like personally and the trauma of that mentally is, is a challenge as well. Like, so I, the way I really look at it, honestly, is like, there's no excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like people are always complaining about like not having opportunities or not having money or, you know, just all these different things about things they can control. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't control cancer. All I can do is control how I how I respond to my issues. Like eat right, work out, get rest when I can get rest. You know what I'm saying? But I, and I don't overdo it. It might seem like I do, but I'm very um, strategic in terms of how I plan my time. So I give myself like you know two days rest before I go into an event, two days afterwards. You know, and I got my I got chemo every two weeks. So you know it's taking a toll. But at the end of the day, like I look great, I feel amazing. I'm probably the healthiest I've ever been. Aside from having cancer, all my vitals are amazing. My blood pressure is amazing. You know, I'm at 200 is where I want to be in terms of weight. You know, this week I started a workout regimen. Um, you know, I have a girlfriend now. I haven't had a relationship in like seven years. So she keeps me stable and, and, and locked down. You know what I'm saying? So really for me is I can't think about it. You know what I'm saying? I can't allow myself to like sit there and be like, oh, my God, I got stage four cancer. It's in my it's in my colon, my you know, my liver. Like, you know, I'm not going to be here for long. I've already beat that. Like I've, I'm here for two years. Eleven percent of people who diagnosed with stage four cancer die within the first nine months. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for two years. And I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So, for me, it's like day by day when it comes to the actual health, and then it's also like you know just me being somebody who says I can't allow this to hold me back. You know, and I, and I talk about it when I can. You know, I don't make yeah. a big thing of it. I don't make it like you know I, I use it for more motivational purposes than anything. But, um, you know, it's, it, I don't just like when I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, but right, like if right, people right. ask or if I feel comfortable speaking about it, I will. Um, but it's really about trying to be an advocate. Um, I'm starting a new non-for-profit next year um, for creators who have cancer called Beat Cancer, like Beat is in Beats. Right, right. Like Beat Cancer. So I'm pairing up with some pretty pretty big heavyweights in the music industry who have also had cancer that people probably don't even know. Um, you know, just trying to put more awareness out there, do things for people who have it that need to push through and, and really try to give them some sense of hope because you know when people hear that word you know they kind of already feel like it's over you know what i'm saying and i, and I can't i just can't personally allow that like i was talking to somebody today on the phone who you actually know an artist and we were talking about you know all the issues he's kind of going through personally and money and financially and i'm like bro like those are the things you can actually fix like you fix right, those right. things by yourself right you know right. like what do you complain like and you know obviously people have mental health, you know, issues and there's things that some people maybe may not be able to control, but my whole thing is like control the things you know you can control. Right? I can control my health, I can control my eating, I can control how I, you know, move, I can control how I talk to people. Like these are the things that I focus on. I don't focus on the fact that I have cancer. Because I focus on that all day, I'll be I wouldn't be productive at all. I would right. just be sitting in bed sulking and, you know, going through it, you know, personally. Which, you know, every once in a while I do. I got you know, there's, there's moments where conversations come up where I think about something and I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I'll get emotional about it. But, you know, then I kind of pull myself back up and I'm like, listen, like, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to work this out. It's going to be okay. And I'm hoping, you know, someday there's a miracle in terms of cure, but there's still so many options for me health-wise and clinic, clinic-wise that I have to look forward to. And I have an amazing team. So I don't really think about it, man. Honestly, it's just more of a day-to-day. -day. It's there. I still operate. I still go on vacations. I was in Miami a couple of weeks ago, just chilling in the pool. You know, yeah. I still, I still do these events. I still, you know, speak where I can do speaking engagements. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of anything in front of me. You know, it's about just continuously trying to find out how to get your life that much better to enjoy it enough. So that when you do end up going, you know, like you've done everything you possibly could have. 
Well, I definitely commend you. You know what I mean? Because like I, I, I just I, I see people daily. You know what I mean? And again, in my family, that I I try to motivate. You know, I don't know what it feels like, right? But I, I I've seen it. I know what it looks like. You get what I'm saying? Like it's not, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's not really something you don't play around with. So, you know what I mean? I definitely commend you and and you know keep pushing, keep keep fighting, keep grinding. You are. I already know how you get down. So I ain't right. worried about it. Um, one thing I want to definitely ask is if there's anything, you know, what, with all the, the, the strategic things that you do and then all the, you know, the, the, you, you're so focused and you're on point, you, you know, you don't leave anything, you know, to chance. You will just want to make sure that everything's the way you need it to be in order to be successful. Have you seen anything so far that you felt like, yeah, I need to improve on this to get to this level? I'm good here, but maybe this, yeah. this, this right here might need to change. When I do it next time. Yeah, you know, it's not necessarily what I need to change, but what I can, you know, just constantly improve on. And that's really just about continuing to build, you know, these relationships. And I think, right. you know, people, people look at me in a certain way. Like, you know, most people now know that I have cancer. Most people know how hard I work. Most people have known how hard I work for the last, you know, 20 plus years. And I think for me, like, you know, we kind of all go through it, but I've learned a way to kind of navigate through it as well. But, you know, we were on social media. We're watching other people, you know, get their accolades and get their placements and their successes. And sometimes, you know, it's like, man, like, I could have did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I should, it should be happening to me. Right. You know, sometimes we, we, we don't love our own life. You know, we love everybody else's. You know, that's why people follow Khaled and Kim Kardashian and right. you know, all these major, you know, people because they look at their lives and they try to compare, you know, and, and that's the one thing that I've always try to pull myself back from this comparing my life to anybody. Um, I'm blessed to have relationships, but I also know that, you know, someday these relationships can pay off in a bigger way if I utilize them properly. So I think I can probably do more leaning on people and asking for things, which I usually don't, but there's, there's times where I'm like, Hey, I need to get this brand involved or, Hey, you know, this person, can you put in a good word and connect me with them or, you know, whatever. I still yeah. like to ask, you know, like I just started, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not anybody special in my mind, but when they see my page, they see what I do. They read about me. They know I'm not just like just from anybody, you know, trying to ask for a favor or something. So right, right. luckily, like luckily, like I said, like people have really, you know, latched on to me and really appreciate what I do. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of what I'm doing now, things weren't done like this when they were on the come up. Right. So right, right. you got like, I got like, Religiously, like, you know, multi platinum producers, Grammy winning producers, writers who I can call at any given time. And that goes kind of goes back to like how I navigate and strategize. I have a, like, I, I manage my business like, it, like it's a job. You know, everything's scheduled out on a calendar from when I eat to when I work out to when me and my girl hang out to traveling to events to, you know, whatever the case may be. I do this so that way, you know, there's not like a, uh, flaw in the system right and, I, and I, I try to tell people like if you can manage your life and your priorities based on one scale that's urgency versus importance you can be super successful you know what's urgent right now what's going to cover the bottom line what's going to help you to help you tomorrow by doing it today right. and then there's the important list like oh shit I need to do new graphics I need to organize my music I need to you know clean up the studio whatever like I'm, I'm a big like declutter person like I need to have my stuff like, I can't see clothes all around. I can't see a dirty, you know, thing full of dishes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be, like, super precise, you know, organized across the board. And then that way, it allows me to just continue to focus on what I need to do. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of go through, you know, that challenge. And that's probably one of the more common things that I talk about when I consult, you know, via my mogul meetings, you know, to people about, like, how do you, how do you like, organize yourself? How do you create? time for these things how do you do all this stuff and look like you're doing it with so much ease you know because a lot of us don't show our vulnerabilities i feel like i do you know what i'm saying um it's a balance but at the end of the day man you know i just i just want people to know that whatever i'm doing it's it's genuine you know what i'm saying like yeah. when i talk to people at the, at the camps like got people crying bro got people like you know hitting up afterwards with these long bible novels about how much i changed their life and all i'm doing is just being me Right, you know right. what I'm saying? It just so happens that I might be in a, a better position at the moment, you know, um, relationship-wise or, you know, professionally. But, you know, this stuff is, like, people take this stuff to heart, man. Like, this is real life. So, you know, I just I just try to be me when I do what I do. 
and I tried to let anything get in my way, you know, in terms of like, you know, what everybody else is doing. I just, I learned a long time ago to just like not worry about getting the placement. I just put my head down, you know, blinders on, work, 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 and then take my time for me and then get back to work, 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 and then rinse and repeat, you know what I'm saying? But I also right. like to balance my life and have some time for me and my, my family and my, you know, my girl too. So, you know, it's a very hard thing to do, but balance is definitely one of the things we could always improve on. I feel you on that and I definitely agree. You know what I mean? I know you got a transition. You got another interview happening a little bit later. So I don't want, I don't want to hold you up. It got, it got pushed back, got pushed back to eight. So I got a little more time. Okay, cool. Sorry, Colts. Yeah. Good, good. So let, yo, so let me ask you this. Like when, you know, bringing it back to, you know, the music, um, you have, you, you have music creators in the, in, in the producer room with you. Like, but how do you decide who, you know what I mean? What type of artists <laughs> or producers? Right. You know what I mean? Can participate in, in the show, in, in the, you know, in the creative spaces that you, you know, that you put together or an R&B playlist. Like, how do you, you yeah. talked about the R&B playlist a little bit earlier, but like, how do you decide that? Cause I know you got to vet some people out, make sure it makes sense and things like that. So talk to me about yeah. that. Well, when it comes to the to R&B playlist, like everything's very curated for me and my team. Like, you know, obviously I've got a lot of great relationships with creatives through my camps and just over the years. So, you know, we have our people that we know are capable of getting, you know, in the cipher and, and killing it. But then there's also referrals from other people. Um, you know, maybe a, a super producer was like, hey, I'm working with this new R&B artist, they're fire. You know, and we vet everybody. You know, we, we have an amazing presentation in terms of how we do things online and at the event. And just people lead with, like, you know, new relationships and, and really, like, now producers are coming out because they want more writers to work with. And, you know, all these writers are top line and they can sing and they sound amazing. With the creative space, it's a little bit different because I get hundreds of submissions for these things per city. But luckily, I have an amazing um, return. Like, I got a lot of people that come to all the, all the camps. So, like, most of these camps are booked, like, halfway through the process because I put it out there. We have um, we have groups on, on IG. We have groups on, on Discord. So, we have a really great way of communicating. We have amazing content. Uh, we do interviews with all the artists so that once that gets out there and their friends see it, they're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. What's that all about? And get a lot of referrals. But the most challenging thing, I think, um, part of what you asked is like when all these people come into the room, right? You got 55 creatives there. And, you know, we do a press play of one song just to, for me to get kind of re familiar with who they are, what they do. And then I pair them up with other, you know, a pair of writer up with a producer or a couple of producers, whatever. And it's just amazing how, like, all these people from all walks of life, right, they walk into this room because they want something so bad, and they've invested in themselves to do so. When they get in the room and they create with these people, they leave with new friends. Like, they are friends now for life. You know, when they see them at other camps, or they're going to their cities to work with them, and they're performing together. Like, it's just, it's an amazing vibe because it just kind of reinforces the fact that my skill set is not to be messed with you know what i'm saying like i know what I'm, I'm great at i know what i can do i know what i need to get better at and i'm never afraid to admit those things but one of the things that i'm really great at is putting amazing people together to do amazing things you know what i'm saying as well as you know just the organized organizational side of it um, as far as planning you know executing and coordinating all these different events that i have like it's been a specialty for me for almost two decades now so yeah you know and and honestly there's never been a problem man i've never had like issues with people you know i mean you know in terms of like them getting along or, or professionally working together I, i've had some people that aren't really familiar with this process and working with people but you got to remember again we came out of covid not too long ago so everybody used to working at home by themselves and in their room they've never been in a studio they've never been working with an artist they never know how to talk to an artist so i'm like you know i go around every morning i'm like diddy you know what i'm saying like just giving advice telling people what to do you know give them some insight but also have you know coaches that come out industry coaches that give them some more insight they get to build with them they've actually had several coaches come out and then eventually work or sign some of these creatives as well i just had a girl go out to la and work with this major producer who's worked with everybody from miguel to justin bieber to you know the fujis you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things where you get in a room and it's really up to you at that point right like i built this pedestal for you you want to be on it or not right Right, and it doesn't right. mean everybody can be on at the same time, but you can take your turn and figure out when you deserve to be on this, this pedestal. You know, what we, our job is to try to do is to make these people ready when when their time does come. You know, it's one thing I always preach about, you know, um, 
timing versus opportunity versus preparation. You know, like preparing is the one thing we could actually control, right? Opportunities are out there. We know because everybody else is getting them, right? The one thing we cannot control at all is the timing. So when that all aligns, where are you in the, in the equation, right? People want to say, oh, I'm ready. I'm, I want to play. I'm ready to work with Jay-Z. I'm ready to work with Drake. I'm ready to work with Rick Ross. Put them in a the room. They, they don't even know what to play. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk business about, you know, track, you know, um, you know, getting bought. They, it's just really challenging because people want it so bad, but they don't know the first step about it. They just want to go through the front door. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is trying to go through the front door. Right. But, you know, people like me, we find out that there's a, there's a crevice in the sidewall, there's a crack in the window, there's a chimney, you know what I'm saying? There's a little, some dog tried to, you know, dig under the wall. Like, there's right, other ways right. in the room. But when you get in that room, you have to be ready. There's no excuses. You can't take a shot without truck without I mean you can't you can't dribble without, you know, learning how to take a shot. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. You have to be ready when you walk in that room. Right. You no know, time to waste. Right. So rather take the time outside the room, get prepared, get ready. When you do walk in, you feel super confident. One thing you know I like Definitely. One thing I like about what you what you do, it sounds like, you know, now it's like you built a community, right? Of just Absolutely. community yeah. of people that that maybe at one point was, was solo, right? And now they transition into, like you said, best friends. You never know. I don't. You know, maybe you have one of these stories, but you might have created a a Dr. Dre right. and a Snoop and a. You get what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you have this, Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I know that you know, and, and these artists and producers and 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 all kinds of songwriters. I know they they're getting a lot of benefit from it. You get what I'm saying? So, like you talked about expanding you know close i know you i know you got the mogul mogul status clothes i think you got the uh, mogul status clothing right do you have a, a clothing yep. line too okay um yeah so talk about that like i know you want to i know you i i've seen you promote it but i'm not sure how far you know you're into it are you still developing yeah, like let's talk about it <laughs> it's definitely something i want to put some effort into after either before or after the holiday it's just you know, running a clothing line is, is a lot different than anything else because, you know, there's so much more that goes into it. But, you know, I, I use Spotify, I mean, Shopify and, and Printful. So a lot of my stuff is like, you know, I don't really have to have much hands on it, but I got to keep the site fresh, got to promote it. Right. So there's always, you know, I always want to do like a lookbook, you know, photo shoot, uh, you know, but a lot of it is all about the ROI, right? So, right, 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 right. You know, putting all this effort into something. And even as I'm traveling, like, you know, we do a Creative Space t-shirt for every event part of the pack is what they pay to get a free t-shirt and a hat so every city we have like a different colorway um you know like we just did la we had the lakers colors you know purple t-shirt yellow logo trucker hat mm-hmm. you know we're doing new york we have the giants colors we're doing miami we're doing like pink and white atlanta we're doing um falcons colors so you know we, we try to we try to keep that you know aware so people are, know what's going on because i still i put the creative space stuff on the same website but it's just you know it's just a matter of me making it a priority maybe bringing on a partner and right now it's not urgent. Right, right, right. It's important to me, but it's, it's not, not urgent. urgent. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right now right. my urgency is lay within, you know, the sync space, the, the song camps and this R&B thing. And even the R&B thing, you know, who knows? You know what I'm saying? It might be something that after three months, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me, let me, let me give these guys more responsibility and I'll just kind of focus on this, you know, part of it or whatever. So, you know, I, I recently dropped some things off of my, my back in terms of other ideas that I had that I wanted to do and, you know, for me, it's all about building that foundation first. Right. And then, you know, getting the right people to be involved with you so they can carry the load or help carry the load. And then once you feel comfortable with that process, then you can step away and you start something different. Right. You know, I'm not Diddy yet. I don't have billions of dollars to hire people to do marketing and promotion and run this company and run. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I get to that point, it'll, it'll happen. But clothing is always going to be part of what we do because... Now, I'm always dripped up, and when I walk out, they're like, "Oh, where we get that sweatshirt from? Where get where get those jeans from?" So for me, it's like, why not wear my own clothing, right? Like, why not nice. do my own thing? So yeah. I just got to make sure it's the right time. Um, but yeah, so there's mobile status clothing. Um, I got like five different IG pages that I that I work <laughs> with, but you know, and then mobile, and then made by us. You know, music is not something that we really like to promote. Like, hey, we have a sync company, come sign with us. It's more about the placements we get, you know, the things that our, our roster is doing in terms of, you know, maybe their own projects. We have a whole Slack that we communicate through. We have a really seamless process. And that's a, that's a, a that whole job on its own, I think, is like crazy because yeah, it I'm takes sure get six into people that. to run this company. Right. Really eight. 
I mean, sync you know is something that you hear people. all the. Yeah, I mean, sync is something yeah. that you hear about. Like now, a lot of people are paying attention to it when it's been out for for yeah. God knows how long. Well, right? Well, there's, so, more, there's more there's more quality needed for it. Like you know, back in the day, you know, scenes behind TV shows and movies were like porn music almost. You know what I'm saying? It was like point point point. You know what I'm saying? It was never like a real vibe. But you know, ever since like streaming and really closer to the pandemic when there was all these like online needs in terms of like you know shows and more content that's when sync really exploded where people are like okay like how do i do it how do i get involved with film and tv how do i get my music to these people right but there's just like it's such a process just to find the people you know they mostly lived on linkedin but you got to have a really great pitch you know generally you should probably have worked in the sync space and you know sync really just means syncing music with visuals so it's like, you know, we have placements on, you know, we have 140 placements this year alone. So Fox Sports, NASCAR, you know, CBS Sports, March Madness, All-American, Bel Air, The Grand Crew, Best Thing I Never Told, which is the number one series on Apple TV with Jennifer Gardner. Um, you know, and then there's, we just did an ESPN thing for this MMA talk show called DC and RC that we did custom work for. So there's like, you know, okay, you can peruse through our catalog. Or we can curate something for you. Or if you need something custom made, we can do that for you within 48 hours. So you got to be on your stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's very difficult to do it like by yourself as one artist. Unless you have like a really great relationship with somebody and they keep calling you for work. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a whole other animal. Relationships play key into that more probably than anything. Right. Right. What is what? So let me ask you this. Like, you know, one, one thing I like to ask you know what I mean? And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of artists that, that, that listen to, to us or at least tune in when we put the, we put the, uh, podcast versions up in a couple of days. Like yeah. anybody that comes to you and say, Hey man, I, you know, I'm, I'm just now really getting started in, in this music, whether it be a producer, whether it be an artist, or maybe the artists don't, you know, they good writers, but they don't want to be in a limelight. Like, what would you tell them the first yeah. thing they, they, they should do, um, before really pursuing, uh, the industry that they're you know involved in or want to be involved in yeah i mean there's a couple of different things i would say first and foremost understand you know what your position is in, in, in the room like if you want to be a writer and not necessarily an artist then you got to work and build relationships with new artists and producers and people that can help build your catalog up because you know being a, a songwriter could be lucrative but it could also be a dead end because there's so many you know people holding you back, you know, from paying you in terms of the, you know, the producers rarely give money to, to the writer. Labels rarely pay a writer. It's mainly based off of the publishing and royalties they get from, you know, placements and their percentages on certain contributions. So I've always feel like writers need to have almost like some ancillary you know, opportunities, whether it be like, you know, writing songs or doing hooks or writing, you know, being a feature on a record or whatever. And the other thing is too, is just really understand the business. Like a lot of people don't understand like what a split is, a split sheet is. They don't know what a PRO is. They don't know how to copyright their music. They don't know how to speak the language when they do get in the room. They just want to make music, which is great, but it's the music business. It's not the music music. You know what I'm saying? So people got to realize that unless you are knowledgeable in, in the space you're in, you can't be successful. Just think about it, right? Like what if you want to open up a pizza, pizza place, right? In the Bronx, a pizza place in every corner. Right. So where are you going to put this thing? It's going to stand out. It's going to be better than all of them. People are going to talk about you and want to go see you and, and, and have your pizza over everybody else. Right. And if you don't know anything about like, you know, advertising or maybe your pizza is not the best or you're not using the best ingredients, like all these things play into how successful you can be. The same thing as being a creative. If you don't know the business, if you don't know where to, you know, park your, you know, park yourself in terms of these sessions or, you know, if you don't know the business between splits and, and bumps and copyrights and, you know, uh, publishing and, you know, and all these different things, like it just becomes, becomes very difficult for you to be successful if you don't know those things. Definitely hear you on that. Um, you know, I get a lot of people that, that ask me because, you know, we, 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 you know, report our, our, our music, you know, out to, to, you know, publishing and things like that. And they say, you know, they don't a lot of people don't know like things like ASCAP, BMI, Sound Sound Exchange and right. then, like you said, the copyrights and things like that. So I think understanding yeah. the business part and it took me a while. I ain't gonna sit here and say like when I was doing your showcases, what? I had that stuff locked in. I was nowhere near it. You get right. what I'm saying? It's, like, a, it's a life it's a lifetime learning. Right. right, like, right I learn right. stuff every time I talk to my lawyer, like right. he'll tell me stuff and be like, nah, I can't be right. Like, girl, that's how it is. You know, yeah. plus, you know, plus nowadays you got streaming and stuff too, so there's a whole 
just a, a language that only certain people really know how to talk about. And that's why I keep good people around me because, you know, like sometimes it's great to have people around you that are better than you in certain things so they right. can, Teach you know, you. update you, you know, kind of keep your people in, in check when it comes to different things. I have young cats that know more about publishing than I do. Right. You right. know, more about copyright, you know, and, and, and um, you know, registering records with the PROs more than I do. You know, I've always right. been like the guy that made things happen. But, you know, I've only, I mean, I've, don't think I'm wrong. I've done publishing deals. I've, I've placed records. I've done all that. But I've always had an amazing attorney or, you know, music person in my corner that kind of helped guide me. You know what I mean? Because I'd be lying to say if I, if I did all this myself, you know, you got you to understand, like, you can't get successful and oh. be in the game for 20, 20 to 25 yeah. years by yourself. And right. You know what I'm saying? Like, years ago, um, I just recently kind of reconnected with this guy. He was the former VP of ASCAP North, which he managed all the writers in the North half of the country. And he also was very involved in like Mary J. Blige and Heavy D's business in the year back in the day. And he was a very connected guy. One of the first meetings I ever took Drawzilla to, you know, we wanted to play on some beats. If there's any artists that, you know, we didn't really know what we were, how we were doing. We were like, let's, let's go play beats with this guy. Get there, play some beats. Zilla wasn't with me. I went by myself. And um, afterwards, he was like, yeah, he's, you know, he's pretty talented, man. He's got some good stuff. He's like, but I want to work with you. I was like, I don't make music. He's like, no, no, no. But you know how to, you know how to like manage music. Like I could tell by what you played, how you played it, how you talked to me. He's like, I would like you to run my production company. And the production company is actually headed by um, Eddie F. Remember Eddie F, you know, yeah, big, yeah. like, you know, Heavy D, whole Mount Vernon side of things, Salt and Pepper. So, you know, I, at the time I was, you know, just kind of left my job. I didn't really want to work for anybody else. So I was like, listen, man, I'm flattered. You know, can I have a couple of days to think about it? He's like, sure. After I thought about it, I came back and I said, listen, man, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity, but I think I'm going to take my chances. I have some other things that I, you know, have planned and, and, and I want to follow through. And he's like, he got kind of mad at first and he got kind of calmed down. And he was like, you know what? They just understand something, bro. He's like, you can't do this by yourself. But what I heard was, you, like, you're not going to be able to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I heard like a, a totally different version of what he said. Right. So, you know, me, you know, most people, you tell somebody they can't do it, they're going to work as hard as they can to make sure the shit happens. Right. And prove so, them wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah prove the person wrong. So, right. you know, I, it took me years to learn. And I put it in my book, too. You know, it takes years to learn these things sometimes because it, when you're going through them at the moment, you know, it's like, you know, you take things at face value. When somebody says you can't, you, that's when I stopped listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't hear the rest of what he said. You know what I mean? And even now, to this day, he's still trying to get me to be a part of, you know, companies that he has. And I'm just like, you know, even though you got all these great things going on, it just doesn't fit into my agenda right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't take my eye off of the sink stuff or the camp cut stuff. That's all has a, I'm very attached to it. It has an amazing ROI. And I can't, you know, take my time out to help you, you know, get to a certain place. And it's not like I don't think the guy's valuable or has value. It's just that it just doesn't fit right now. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Again, people started to jump into things like you know back in back in the early two thousands, bro. Like, we used to go to these. I don't know if you remember the um the Connects list yeah, event, yeah, yeah, where they hand out those little you know the TV guide size book with all the different DJs and showcases and mixtape shows and yeah, you know like I I use that book to my advantage. You know what I'm saying? I met a ton of people. I probably met you at one of those events. Who knows? Even knows? Yeah. But you know, we had resources that we felt we were more comfortable with. You know, and now it's like you almost can't trust much stuff because everything's coming from different angles from people that are not in the game you know they're not in, they're not experienced they don't know like what the day-to-day -day looks like but they're just in the game because they either got a friend their brother they stayed there long enough as an intern who knows you know what i mean but you got to make these decisions for yourself or else you'll never be able to feel like you fully accomplished something and this yeah. game as it is it's hard to feel like you accomplished something because we get something done like okay what's next you know we're always trying to elevate right what 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 would you say is like the biggest lesson you felt like you've learned all these years? You know what I mean, in the in the business from being an artist back in the day to you know yeah. transitioning to re, you know back to retail and then coming back and then doing your own thing. Like, what do you feel like now up to this day? Because you know that changes over time, right? But yeah. what do you feel like? You know what what would you feel like is the biggest thing that you think you've learned? Um, that's that's helping you right now. That's a good question. I mean, you know, obviously, I think relationships is probably one of the first things that I understood how important, you know, were in the game. You know, even like digital marketing, when I, you know, when, when people weren't getting emails at conferences, I was up and down every aisle, getting business cards, putting people into a, you know, a system like a, 
was that was that was that email blast company um something monkey there was like other companies that like you know you could put their emails in and send blasts out so like i identified right, this right, stuff right. like 15 to 17 years ago before it even became a trend right but i think that the thing that i've learned personally the most is that you know, aside from the balance conversation it's really about like just going with your gut you know what i'm saying like we all have an intuition in some sense and you know there's either a yes or a no right so you only really have two choices to make, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's about going off the feeling, you know, like this really makes sense right now for me, or is it just something I'm going to be able to talk about because it's cool. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think I've gotten to a point now where I know what's going to work or not going to work for me. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm going to do. If somebody approaches me and says, Hey, you know, if a Jay-Z came to me and said, Hey, I want you to run, you know, the publishing portion of, you know, rock nation. Absolutely. It'd be an amazing opportunity to work with all these creatives and, enhanced on the skills that I already have. But if like, you know, somebody came to me and said, Hey, I want you to, you know, I want to do a showcase with you. Um, I had this great idea. I'm like, bro, I've been doing showcases for 25 years. There's no idea I haven't thought about. There's nothing you can ask me or tell me or suggest me that I haven't thought about. And I'm not making you, you know, money like 50, my 50% is bigger than your 50%. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think just going with the gut and just feeling confident about your decisions. It's really one of the best things that I've been able to learn, you know, just through the experiences I've been through. That's 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 dope. You get what I'm saying? Like the fact that you be able to break it down like that, you know, what I mean, you, you an understanding, you know, you 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 understand the business, you know, from front to back. But it took time. It's not like you just learned it. You know, you you yeah. knew everything up front. So. Let me ask you this. You know, they, say over, they say overnight overnight success takes at least 15 years. Yeah, at least 15 years. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely agree with that. Any shout outs yeah. you want to give, man, before we get out of here? Cause I, I, you know what I mean? Let me, let me know, let me know if there's anybody you want to shout out, any, any Instagrams and all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, you can definitely follow me personally at Mogul Status. That's M O G U L status. Um, I get back to everybody, no matter who you are. Just come, you know, come correct when you, you, you send an intro over. Right. Professional. Um, Gotta be as far professional. As, the, uh, as far as the song camps and the events, everything is creative space events. So three words, creative space events. Website is creativespaceevents.com. All the information, all the dates, all the opportunities are up there. Some videos, some galleries, writing playlists now. Um, we have some, we're going to start a creative space podcast in about a month. Um, as well, a live one, um, which will be done on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Uh, and then Made By Us Music, uh, madebyus.music uh, on IG or madebyusmusic.com. You can kind of see what we've been doing, what we've been building as a sync brand. And then there's the R&B playlist, rnbplylst.com or uh, R&B playlist, same way spelled on IG. Um, if you are an R&B artist and you want to get you know some promotion on the website or if you want to do the, uh, the cipher, reach out. There's a contact form on our uh, contact page. You can submit through there. Um, and then, you know, pretty much just shout out my partners, you know, Ratish from RB Playlist, Omar from RB Playlist, my man Sis for, you know, coming through and being a part of this creative space thing going forward. My whole team at uh, Made By Us Music, Rhythm J, Executive P, Hayden, uh, THC, Smart Boy Beats, and Young Ba. Um, you know, and then a big shout out to you, man. Like, you know, you're, you're over here kind of giving me my flowers, but bro, you've been doing this thing for a minute as well, you know, supporting these creatives along the way. You've been able to give them a lot of opportunity, whether it be to the radio show, show, magazine. You know, I feel like you are a valuable player in this game because there's always going to be a space for people who need that in their, you know, um, portfolio. So, you know, keep doing what you do, man. I love the fact you guys are kind of rebranding the new show. Uh, I thank you for having me. You know, I love I love giving back some, some information I've learned over the years. And anytime I could be of service to you, um, whether it be, you know, judge an event, host an event, give you advice, whatever you need, man. You always know the door is wide open for you, bro. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know I'm coming. We coming back, but next time we doing it virtual. <laughs> you know what I mean? Next right, time right, we doing it virtual, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to make sure we've been pushing this radio thing for a minute since we rebranded it. So I want to make sure, I, you know, this is what we pushing. I want to get you on here, you know, me through these radio waves. And, and you know what I mean? We get some yeah. people from multiple, you know, multiple areas. So, we just want to make sure they hear these, hear these jewels you got. You know what I mean? So we, we try yeah, to get up as absolutely. many people as possible that, that, that got something worth talking about on, you know, on here. So I appreciate you, yeah. uh, doing your thing, um, and, and, and coming on. You know what I mean? So listen, 
Um, I'm a, we, we, we gonna get back to this music. You gonna get your, you okay. gonna do your thing. Is there anything else, any last words you wanna say to the people before we get out of here? Nah, man, just appreciate you guys listening. If you guys have any issues or need some, you know, advice, hit me up on, uh, on the IG, man. I'll get back to everybody at some point. Just be, uh, correct with your, with your intro. With Don't your be intro. like, yo, listen to my music. Yo, share this. Yo, like this. Like, yeah, I get that nah, all man, the time. So and so. Yeah, you that's know, crazy. I'm, I'm a such a such artist. Like, I would love to be able to play you some music. Where's the best place to send it? Like, people got to learn how to talk to people now, man. It's this right. whole thing with social media is giving us a whole, whole different direction. But you got to yeah. get outside more. You got to talk to people. You got to shake hands. You got to kiss babies. You got to, people need to see and feel your energy in order for you to really connect. So let's start doing more of that and less of this IG shit. Right, right. That's a fact. You got to be professional, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's one of those things where I feel like um, it's 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 your opening presentation to the person you want to yeah. network with. You know, so it's your storefront, man. Right, your storefront. Your storefront's messy. Nobody wants to deal with you. Right. All right, man. I appreciate you Travel tuning up. in. Keep doing your thing, man. Yes, sir. I will right. talk to my brother. Yes, sir. All right. Yo, shout out to everybody that tuned in. That was the homie Jay Hatch. At Mogul Status. He been grinding. He been doing his thing for a very long time. And I hope y'all got a chance to listen to what he had to say. How he doing what he do. And make sure y'all go follow him. Make 